Ray? Yeah, Sean. What kind of women do you think me and you would make? Uh, I think I'd be a good chick, dude. What, do you, what does that mean? How do you mean? I'd be fun, you know? Well, you're a f- Like, I'd have a lot a, of fun. Fun person's a fun person. I mean, I'd be a slut. <laughs> you, so you'd be a guy? Yeah, I would... No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Because guys don't get to have as much sex as women. That's... If they didn't want to. Not, well, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. I, they always, people always say that about women. They're like, oh, this, she's a slut. She's a whore. The thing about it is they, they're just doing all the amount of banging... That guys want to do if they could. No, I don't slut shame at no, all. No, I know. I'm but not I saying mean, you do. I would, I but would, you, still said, you still said it. I'd fuck everyone right. if I was a girl. <laughs> I think I, I would. I would. And then, but then it's I would. Almost, it's almost good that you have restrictions because we, I mean. we know from the podcast you're horny all the time. You would, you would go to the, we would go to the bar together. You'd probably be like, uh, you'd be, you'd be a I prude. Be, would I be dainty? You'd be a little prude. And you'd always, you'd be like, Ray, are you really leaving with that guy you just met? And I'd be like, hey, get an Uber back. I'd leave you to the wolves. I'd be done for. Yeah. And then I would, I would just be getting drilled out and calling you the next morning. So you're the type. Just icing uh, my clam. Guys, <laughs> guys and girls do this, but you're the type that would like. Bring me along as a friend to a bar to meet some, meet a guy, and the minute you met a guy, I just ditch the. Friend. I forget about you. Yeah, as a girl. Yeah, as a dude, I don't do that. As a right, dude, I won't do that. But as a girl, you would, because because sex would be that much more guaranteed for sure. But then I'd meet a, but then I would be the type that I would finally meet like the right dude, and then I'd settle down. <laughs> would you? You would you want to get married? Maybe I'd want to pop a couple kids out. <laughs> I would want I would want to give birth just to show how easy it is as a girl. Fire it out, fire it out my crotch, and then get back to work. Maternity leave, sh- maternity leave. It'd be a, be like a, what a, about a 90, 90 hour process for you. You just <laughs> <laughs> just popping out those quick kids. And he- oh, pop out some triplets. Get right back to the uh, to the factory. Rem- this is crazy. It's a story I just thought of. Um, speaking of bouncing back quick after a childbirth, I remember being at this open mic in Pittsburgh back in the day, and it was in um, kind of like a rougher area of Pittsburgh, in like the like the north side. I think it was no, maybe it was closer to Duquesne Hospital. That's what it was. Um, yeah. Welcome to the very local Pittsburgh podcast, everybody. Well, I mean, it's a popular, it's UPMC. It's a very popular hospital. Never heard of it in my life. Well, ever. Ever. Well, you better hope you never get sick in Pittsburgh because <laughs> I'm going to tell them all to refuse you service for being such an uppity New Yorker. If it ain't New York, it ain't anywhere, bro. <laughs> like, but I would never. Get out of your car, jerk off. I would never to you go, oh, it's right by LIJ, which is Long Island Jewish, which is a hospital. I would never do that to you. Well, and you can't. What? Say Jewish like that. That's rude. It's, it's the name of the hospital. <laughs> okay. It <laughs> 100% is. Okay. I'll believe that when I see it. Uh, anyway, so what happened? So, anyways. You're doing a mic by this hospital? Yeah, we were doing a mic at a bar near the hospital, and this lady walks in, and she's being kind of unruly, and she's wearing like the hospital, like scrubs. And she's like, yeah, whatever. 
I just gave birth a little bit ago. She was all drugged <laughs> out, dude, swigging a Budweiser. My buddy buys her a shot of tequila because we don't believe her. We think she's just kind of nuts. But she has the scrubs on. She has the scrubs on. We thought she was just up there because she had some type of alcohol issue, some type of substance abuse issue. Maybe they pulled her in off the street. But then she proceeds after <laughs> she, we kept She's saying, a dental assistant with an imagination. <laughs> <laughs> just a real fun dental assistant. So finally, like, she's getting pissed off because we keep making jokes about how we don't believe her. And she pulls up her shirt. <gasps> no. And we see just a fresh... Gave birth stomach. Oh, no. And you could, like, see through her belly. Oh, no. Yeah, it was all veiny. It looked like a little just aquarium under her shirt. It'd be great if she's dragging the kid by the, by the cord <laughs> behind her. That's dedication to comedy. And Not letting family get in the way. She wasn't doing the mic. <laughs> she was oh, just, she was hanging out. Yeah, she was just hanging. Oh, I thought she came to do a set. No, like, no. She's, she's like, I just gave birth to a nine-pound thing, and boy, is my vagina tired. <laughs> <laughs> That's the bits. All the bits are about how many. <laughs> and boy, was my. I just came from the hospital from giving birth. And boy, is my vagina tight. Boy, is my uterus done. Yo, that would be ridiculous if you just had the baby draped over his shoulder, the umbilical cord. Yeah, just, yeah. Hey, what's that behind you? Don't worry about it. Give me another shot. <laughs> But yeah, we were rip, we were ripping shots with this. Oh, I lady. thought you meant she like came to do the mic. That's no, so funny. No, that's crazy. Well, speaking of like, wait, kids, you, what kind of girl do you think you'd be, Sean? And I was trying to think of it as we were talking a little bit, and I think I'd be more, as you say, prudish than you. Uh, but I don't know. I th- I'm not like it, it's. I don't. I don't think I'd be like very. Because I'm a, but I'm not like the most. I'm not like a like a, a broy manly dude by any means. But I'm not girly really. So I think I'd be the same way as a woman, where I'd be like in the middle. They'd be like, "Yeah, hey, you're kind of tomboyish, but not. You're kind of girlish." I think you'd be easy. Which sounds what? You'd still be easy, <clears throat> a little bit. Yeah, every dude would. Almost yeah. every dude. I know. I know some guys that wouldn't, but every dude that has the libido of a dude. And you're saying that with the libido you have now. But I think that that's another myth. I think women have the libido. They just have to be more careful because guys are a bunch of wolves. And or we'll animals. Just, yeah, we'll just pounce. We'll just we'll take every, any opportunity we can get. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think that I'd be like kind of on the, on the, you know, I'd be like kind of, because I'm not like, you know, I'm, you know, even now, even like I'm not like, you know, when they used to have that phrase metrosexual where it's like you cared about like, I don't moisturize. I, I should do that. Really? I think your skin looks great. I, it's just, um, you know, I have, but I have like my arms are very dry and, you know, whatever. But like, I think there's things that guys do that I don't do, like modern men, like, you know, hygienically do that I don't do. Like, I, you know, I don't brush my teeth really. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you don't brush your teeth? No, I'm kidding. I brush my teeth. But I mean, like. I don't, I don't, mo- I don't moisturize a lot. You want to know something pretty interesting about me? What? 32 years old. Yeah. I've never had a cavity. That's pretty amazing. And I went 10 years without going to the dentist. I went, I went about the same, and I had two cavities, and I thought that was impressive. Yeah, and I have tiny little bitch teeth. I bet, I bet cavities would love to get up in my mouth. <laughs> I bet they would. You think they just bully your teeth? Yeah, they would want to attack little weak teeth like they're like a weak gazelle, but they don't realize how strong they can be. It's like the little little teeth that could. The little teeth that could. Yeah. Last time I was at my dentist was actually a while ago because of the pandemic. But 
I impressed him because he said I was like brushing too hard on one one side, yeah. one section of my mouth. Like I guess I was using, and I and I said, should I use my left hand? I'm righty. Should I? And he was like, that's a brilliant idea. Oh wow, you're changing the game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm changing the dental game. But one thing I wanted to bring up to you is because, man, oh, man, you bringing up that Mike story just is indicative of, like, that's probably not the – that's a crazy story. But you, I don't know if people know open mics, the amount of crazy stuff that goes on there. That's, like – not that's, that's up there, but it's kind of par for the course. They're a war zone. It's an absolute war zone. And I know a friend of mine who had a story, some mic she did – it was at a bar. It was like the third week of the mic, and some dude came in. He was kind of like quiet, a little bit weird. Went up at the end of the mic, literally pulled down his pants, bent over, and stuck a pencil up his ass. What's up? <laughs> you were there? No, she was. Uh, stuck a, and then they. Number a two? What? A number two pencil? <laughs> Right there the whole time. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Good job, buddy. I bet I could. You're do a regular that. comedian. What? I bet I could do that. Stick a pencil up your ass. I bet I could get one up there. All you mean all the way. Half. What? I'm, what? Half. I can get a half a pencil up. Yeah, of yeah, course. Same. Yeah, I think medically most people get a pencil up there. I'm just saying butt. it didn't hurt them. No, but I think it hurt everybody else's uh, eyes. I think that the bar immediately shut it down. Like immediately was like. That's it. That's it. Mike's done. Mike like like lost their minds apparently. And you know the crazy thing about that? What? That guy? Yeah. That was Brian Regan. <laughs> that guy? Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. <laughs> it was actually his SNL audition. They had to they had to do it on a mic. He killed it. He killed it. He's fantastic. So likable. <laughs> what was the crazy? Even with the, even with the pencil up his ass, <laughs> Pete Davidson just likable. Yeah. Um What'd you say? Yeah, what's hey? What's up, that guy's ass? <laughs> a, a pencil. <laughs> you didn't seem to shove it up there. But almost on the same par, there was a comic that would do mics uh, a while ago and bring her kid, her like like a toddler, like a five year old, and then say, "Do you want to go up, honey?" And then like let the kid go up on the. They would like let the kid go up on the mic, and I'm like, mics are already so demeaning that. Why are you letting a toddler go up on the mic? There's a bunch of 30-year-old, 27-year-old, 32-year-old people at this mic, and you're letting this kid just full-on be like, I'm doing the same thing. I'm at the same level of comedy. (laughs) Just to illustrate how anybody could do a mic, this guy, this kid who's in pre-K is going to do a couple of jokes and probably kill harder than you are. Oh, he'd do well. (laughs) Yeah, a little kid, sure. I've been heckled by a really little kid. Like an eight-year-old girl. She, yo, this is crazy. I did this beach bar in Pittsburgh and got heckled by an eight-year-old girl. It was very lightly attended. We're, we're outside, and there's a, like a little stage. Nobody's in where the audience is except like two people sitting far in the back. There's like three people at the little tiki bar area, and a guy and his daughter are walking towards their boat, top on their boat. And she just yells, you suck. <laughs> and I'm like, Ugh. I said, dude, I'm not going to like say anything. It's a little girl, man, whatever. And I, I do suck, apparently. Like, this is what the crowd is. But then she must get on the boat. Five minutes later into my set, she comes flying past with her dad on the boat and goes, you suck. <laughs> and said it again. 
<laughs> and I was just waiting to hear like a helicopter and she just comes down no, like, yeah. you suck. Just and just, Mission Impossible style? Yeah. yeah. Just to get heckled and land air and sea. You know what that means? <laughs> yeah, just to do just oh. one set. Just you know what that means? That means her dad said, do you want me to swing the boat by so you can do it again? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you want to go roast this asshole? <laughs> it's a good dad. It's a supportive hey, dad. See that guy whose self-esteem's already struggling? Let <laughs> me spin around and... See that grown loser? Let's go <laughs> pick on him some more, honey. We're on a boat. He's not. Mm. Uh, well, I have a TikTok about this, uh, but I might as well tell the story on the pod. I was, I did an outdoor show like during the end of pandemic and I got heckled by a tween selling candy on the, like one of those, like one of those kids around the city that just sells candy. Yeah. And in the middle of my set, he walks into this tent, like this restaurant tent where the comedy show was and just comes up and he just starts, he just just puts the candy out to me like, you want to buy some, whatever? And I go, I go, that's it. I'm done. I go, what are you doing? I, I was so depressed already at that point. <laughs> I'm like, my career is over. This is, this is how, much, how much I've blown up. And I go, oh, do you want to do a set? And I like fake hand him the mic. And he goes to grab the mic. What? He, yeah, full on goes to does grab the mic. Does he get it mic. off you? Uh, he does not get it off of me. I go, I go, don't touch my mic. I was kidding. I go, where are your parents? You little monster. <laughs> He had like a, like a starter jacket on. It was the middle of the winter. Him and his friend. I'm did like, you buy any candy? You no, know, actually, he didn't have a starter jacket on. He had an eight ball jacket on, just to make it even worse. Oh, those are cool, dude. No, they're not. <laughs> was it let? Was it pleather? What is he? Used car salesman? <laughs> <laughs> um, what'd you say? Eight ball jackets are tight. They are not tight. We should get some and wear them on the podcast. A pair <laughs> of eight ball jackets. If we can find some. That'd be great. Can we do that actually? Can we get a, if we can get a couple of cheap ones like from a thrift shop? Yeah, and it's two cruising in an eight ball jacket. There's a video me, me you, and uh, Lex. We just we just walk around Manhattan in eight ball jackets with like 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 Oakleys on and see what. It's, see and we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to yell at <laughs> yo. We're gonna have to yell at cars like that dude we just saw. <laughs> oh, tell people about that. We oh ju- my this god, this just happened. Everybody, get out of your car jerk off confidence. Yeah. That's some serious confidence. I got to be honest. We just saw a guy say that to another guy in the street. And I, I've been in Montana for, day, for, like for four days. That's where I was. I was away. And when I heard the guy say that, I'm like, I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. The sounds of the city. Oh. Get out of your car, jerk off. <laughs> oh, fucking come over here. Oh, unnecessary violence on the street. Oh. What's crazy, though, is that guy didn't look very tough. No, but that's the scariest guy. He was old, too. Yeah, but he, you could tell, like, he wasn't doing it to be tough. He was doing it because... He was pissed. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't care anymore. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you get to a certain age, and in New York, I've, be, I've been that guy. Like, I've been that guy where I start running my mouth. I don't anymore. I'm, I've mellowed out completely. I've gone to, like, seven years of therapy. Yeah. Uh, but I've been that guy where I run my mouth... And it's not as a matter of being tough. It's, a, it's like an internal thing where you're like, I don't give a shit anymore. You, you it's just, come on, let's do this kind of thing. And I'm not really, you know, I've gotten into fights in my life, but they were drunk fights. But, I'm, but I don't do that anymore. I, I you never, you're, hold on, you're the same, you gotta be the same way because you talk about it all the time how mad you get. I know, but I gotta, I gotta, I gotta keep the beast at bay. 
Yeah, he's just one of those guys. It's actually interesting to watch because he was probably in his 50s, I would guess, right? I would guess late 50s. He seemed yeah. like an older dude. He was, he was older. little. Yeah. But he seemed like he might have like a blue-collar job, like he was like a, in masonry or something and worked with his hands. So he probably... Probably was a pretty strong older dude. That's the thing. I would I would not mess with like a uh, a seventy year old bricklayer. You kidding me? Snapping yeah. your neck? Are you joking? A guys who work like like because they're like it's like this brute force strength. It's not just like a guy who's like, hey, I'm training. It's almost like that whole Tarantino and uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Bruce Lee thing. Like yes. he's a dancer. Like it's like like they make fun. Like apparently that really was a thing. They would kind of make fun. Of Bruce Lee just being super choreographed, even though let's be honest, Bruce Lee could kick anybody's ass. But like, but you would you would kind of be more scared of the guy who is like the quieter guy, the guy who doesn't doesn't say shit, and then shit like that happens where he's calling somebody out in the street, and that's the moment that he snapped. Or the guy who yeah, the guy who like does, the guy looks like the guy looks like a big fat guy, and then just has like crazy manual labor muscles under there. Oh well, like dude, I used to, the guy I used to work for for like. 10 years off and on growing up was this guy, Frank Mariani. He was a... Uh, Mafia. Ran a concrete company. <laughs> Whoa, okay. And he would wear... I might have talked about him on here before. The guy that would wear the uh, jean shorts, the cutoff jean shorts while we worked together and didn't wear underwear. His <laughs> balls would always be hanging out. And he talked real fast. He smoked weed every morning. Dude was One year he made me paint his... Or he paid me to paint his entire house the colors of the Italian flag. Hold on, that's and not true. Is that true? I swear to God, you would you would make an Italian flag out of his house. Well, we I he wanted it like, uh, like not as a flag, but just the colors of the flag. all the colors. Yeah, but it looked wild. This is in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's you've never said this. That's nuts. Yeah. Also, even if you're in that neighborhood, you're like that's nuts to the point where they're like, "Hey, what's his name? Frank? It's like Frank, Frank you got it." You gotta cover that shit up. Like it's like it almost makes the other houses lose value. He was he was so strong, dude, and he was like maybe like five seven. Like you would never expect it from him, but he would just be lifting these huge bricks and like just mounds of like rock. Yeah, like by himself. Yeah, it was crazy strength. And then at the end of every shift, he he worked seven days a week. Anywhere from eight to like twelve hours. Go shower, drink his face off. Go to the bar, get shit faced. Wake up the next morning, good to go. Yeah, some people are just kind of built that way. Where like, it's almost to be honest, it's probably why he was able to do that because like whatever he was doing by working that hard probably was like re- like re-energizing all of his cells on a daily basis. Yeah. So he's able to like all of, he's like I can kill all these new cells and then start tomorrow just, fresh. And yeah. <laughs> I'm just getting some new ones. Yeah, I'm dude. recharging my batteries here. But the yeah, you know what that is? That's a mixture of uh, construction job strength and it was he a dad? No. Oh, okay. So I'm going to say like dad strength is a thing. Like my dad was a jail guard. My dad was like weirdly strong. Like, weirdly strong. Like, even when I was older, I was like, oh, you're way stronger than you look. Because he just looked like kind of like a, like my height, heavier than me, bearded guy. He looked kind of, he looked like a teddy bear, but he was a strong guy. So one thing I'm insecure about is I have these, like, little bitch hands. I'm the same way. And I've done manual labor. Want to see if it's the same size hands? Oh, we kind of do, actually. Kind of the same. They're both, but they're thin hands. Did your, did your dad have those, like, plump hot dog fingers? Like, big man mitts? Yes. 
Yeah, I'd kill for those, dude. He, well, no, he had like no, they were smaller hands, but they were they were thicker. And they, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were small, thick old small hands. hands. Yeah. Well, you know why? Because they say that the whole the whole penis analogy with the small hands, and that's why most guys. I get very insecure. I get insecure about my small hands, and I get insecure that my earlobes are attached to my head. What's that mean? I don't know. Incest? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> like my my earlobes aren't detached. I got free Johns. <laughs> free Johns. Yeah. Sounds like some rapper that went to jail. And you. <laughs> free Johns. Yo, it's your boy Johns, and I'm back on the mic. Oh, are you gonna freestyle? I'd love if you freestyled on the open on the uh, open mic on the podcast on the open mic. <laughs> but you you know what's cool about what I've always loved? Have you ever worked manual labor at all? Yeah, and I'll tell you what a did story. you do. I worked my my friend John who who still does um, he does carpentry. He's really good at it. He, he moved out to Arizona, and it's like he's like he's like made for it. The kid's like a natural. Like he worked, but he worked with his dad. And his dad was one of those guys, too. Like, super strong dude, intimidating guy. Um, same guy as the guy like Frank. He like, owned his own biz, construction business. They would build full-on houses. And I worked with them for, like, I don't know, a couple months or something. And then one time, I was supposed to be, like, helping them put stuff on a roof like to either fix part of it, whatever it was. And uh, I was up there waiting for it. And I honestly just rested my eyes. I just closed my eyes. And then my friend and his dad came out. They go, are you sleeping on the roof? <laughs> and I was like, no, no, I'm resting my eyes. And they were like, no, you were, you were sleeping. And they just made fun of me. For years, he still brings it up. He'll be like, remember when you slept on the roof and you were supposed to be working? Did they fire you? No, I just left it. I'm not made. I'm, I'm so bad at that shit. I wish I, you know, it's one of those things I wish I was better at. And I think if you worked at it, I would have been better. But I could never be like a craftsman. I don't think I have enough patience to be like, I don't. I'm not interested enough in woodworking to be like, oh, I, I, even with the measurements and being like so like mathematically minded to like so that your things are even, like your doorways are even, and your <laughs> and your studs are even. I would get so bored by that, I would give up like immediately. You just rush at the end, and it would be all fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you just have a fun house. Well, I, I would just build you like a bed. Just an absolute weird. You have one of those like uh, Willy Wonka doors that just leads to a bigger room, like just a tiny door in the. <laughs> just like a house in Whoville, <laughs> and you're just using it as an excuse. No, that's my style. That's what you get with Donnelly. Yeah, I'll tell you, man. I, honest to goodness, comedy. <laughs> and I'm not saying this. This is not a brag. Because like, you know how the business, you know, I'm not killing it right now. And comedy is the business I have been the most successful at in all the jobs I've had. Whew. <laughs> 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 well, well, I had a day job, and the day jobs are more like whatever, but you know. When I worked construction with the different guys, I would always notice that they all did the same exact thing where they would talk to the client and they would go, hey, hey, hey. The last guy that was here that was uh, that was doing your brickwork, he really screwed things up. He messed it up. This is this is done real yeah. shitty. He, you know, he did a bad job here. The last guy, I don't know what he was doing, but ma'am, I'm gonna do this thing right. I'm gonna do this thing for you. This is gonna get done the right way. We're gonna work hard. We're gonna figure this out. 
And then and that's a, for a lot of guys, that's a bullshit sales thing. Well, by the by the last, I mean, they think that, and then by the last day of the job when things aren't going well, they're like, ah, fuck, man, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to <laughs> cut some corners and figure this out. Uh, See, this is really nothing we can do. <laughs> but we got to get out of here. If we if we stay here an hour longer, we're we're gonna be losing money. Also, we're gonna need cash now. <laughs> uh, See, that's so, so funny you brought that up. My buddy John that I mentioned, he is that guy, but he means it. And he's such a perfectionist, he's not wrong. Like, he does shit, like, to it. Like, he'll spend an extra three hours on something just to get it right. Like, he's, like, an absolute obsessive per- when it comes to this stuff. That's why he's so good at it. Yeah. Because he's like, it has to be perfect. If it's not perfect, I'm not leaving it. Like, he does, he, like, thinks that's, that's, like, every job is, like, his legacy or something. You know what I'm saying? It's is, like, yeah. He's he really look, good at it. Yeah. Is he looking to sponsor a podcast with his business? <laughs> I feel like we just gave him a hell of a plug we for really free. We really did Coppola, uh, Coppola, not Coppola Contracting. Coppola, yeah, Coppola Contracting. Another Italian. Arizona. What? Another Italian. Yep. And they go, they say... Coppola, not Coppola, even though it's the same spelling as Francis Ford Coppola. The Italians do great work. They sure do. Frank Mariani, great guy. It's in the genetics. Yeah. Just when they came over here. Bricklayers. Yep. Bricklayers, Masons. No, but uh, we did have, we both were away this weekend and we haven't seen each other in a while. Oh, I know. Yeah. How have you been? I went to uh, Montana, and people were like, why'd you go to Montana? Like, people like, been at, I'm like, why wouldn't you go to Montana? Like, it looks gorgeous. It did not disappoint. I did something I don't normally do. Normally, I go to clubs, and I, I usually will headline the club, or I'll do one-off shows around the East Coast and stuff like that. But this I did, this, like, there's these newer comics. They're a few years in. It's called Bone Dry Comedy. If you're in the area of Montana, check it out. Like, um, But it was this full-on, like, mini tour kind of thing. I didn't think of that, but somebody mentioned on the trip, they're like, oh, you're on tour. I'm like, kind of, because I went to, uh, started off in Bozeman, well, first show was in Billings, Montana, then it was in Bozeman, uh, then it was in uh, Missoula, and then the last show was in Helena. Four days, one show a night. Uh, Really, really fun, because I never did anything like that before. I, I guess I have, but not Usually I'm with somebody I know, and I it was I was with these newer comics, and they were really cool. Yeah, and it was, we would hang out at night, and it was fun. But Montana is so different from what I'm used to. It's like this very. It's so funny. I I think com- first off, comedy. There's not a lot of comedy there. Okay. And one of the reasons I think is because the whole state has like 1.3 million people. The whole state. And they while I was there, the the producers were like, "How many, <laughs> how many people does New York City have?" I'm like, like almost nine million, like eight and a half million, eight million. So, even, even after COVID. So there's... So there's, like, no pool to get people to come to these shows. There's, like, these ta- these cities, like, Missoula's a really big... It's actually, Missoula's a really cool city. You'd love it. It's, like, it's, it's if you mixed, like, hipster and, like, non-pretentious... Like, not, non-pretentious hipster and blue-collar into a city. Because a lot of... The, everything's very, like... A lot of really good-looking people there. Yeah. Very good-looking people. But... Missoula has a ha, their population is seventy thousand people. That's not that, we have seventy thousand like on our block in in, uh, in oh, Astoria. I know. You know what I'm saying? What are their people like? They're very nice, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. They're very nice people. They were very kind. The show most of the shows were good. A couple of were a little bit rough, uh, just because it was broad daylight coming in the windows as we were doing the shows. So it was really, but I still had fun. It was still like an experience. But I will say this. And this will sound a little bit shitty. And I don't think I'm wrong about this. They are very impressed by themselves. They live in Montana. 
Like, I think New Yorkers have a sense. Like, New Yorkers, everybody thinks New Yorkers are like, New York is the best. Every, yo, every, every place else sucks. And there are New Yorkers like that. They are. But there's so many transplants here. And there are a lot of New Yorkers I know that are like, oof, I want to get out of New York. Like, a lot of New Yorkers want to get out of New York and have a sense of humor about how shitty it can be. Right? They don't there. They think everything's pretty much perfect. They'll make fun of some stuff. But they were very cool people. But I think when, if you would talk to them after, a lot of them, and you get this in Long Island, too, where I'm from. A lot of them were very impressed with themselves, and they thought they, 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 they think they're funny when they're not. It's like that kind of thing. Ugh. That happened a couple of times. But that can happen anywhere. But I will say, one of the things I brought up on stage, which, which they were telling me, <clears throat> is there's a very huge influx of people going to Montana, like, 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 like almost like a, not even a like kind of like a gentrification, like Bozeman. You walk around, it looks like a movie set. Like it looks like a, a Tim Burton movie set. Do you think there's a small percentage of it, and I'm not even kidding, that has to do with the movies and shows being filmed in Montana. And like, like those Yellowstone? Areas. Like yes. Yellowstone, like Hell or yes. High Water. I don't think that was Montana. That no, was it wasn't, that was Texas. That was, but, that was like, yeah. But still like that, uh, that Great Taylor flick. Sheridan. Great flick. The, yeah. It's great. It's in my, probably my top 10, maybe my top five. Movies of all time? Yeah. Hell or High Water? I love that movie. You know, also one of the reasons why is because I went in blind with not knowing anything. Oh, you raw dogged it? Raw dogged it. I, uh, but I love Taylor Sheridan, the guy that did that movie. He did Yellowstone. He yeah. did Wind River. But he does all those like... West, like modern westerns. Yeah. So like they're in places that are like cowboy type places. Like modern cowboy um, like land. You know what I mean? Like big, like... like yeah, I know what you mean. The fucking the city, yes. Right. Do you, do you, think, so that, do you think like Yellowstone helped get people to... Probably, yeah, I think so. But I also think that uh, people—I also think that people wanted to during COVID. They wanted big open spaces and be like out there. They said on stage, it was like all in good fun. And I was like, I'm like, we were locked down for a while. You guys like barely had it out here, right? They're like two months. It was like two months. No shit. Two months COVID, and then they and then they were like, okay, that's it. But I I get it because when you have seventy thousand people in your town, how much COVID can you have? It is crazy to think that that big state has like one eighth the amount of people that just New York City has. Yeah, and so here's the thing: while I was there, there's full-on bumper stickers uh, that says like "Get out of Montana, we're full, we don't need you," like stuff like that, like phrases like like "Hell, dude, which... I like that." Man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, we're all we're all set, city boy. But that's why Montana is like this cool, trendy thing because people are like, "Why not go to Wyoming? Wyoming has plenty of space." Uh, North Dakota has plenty of space, but a lot of people are moving to Montana, Montana. And don't get me wrong, it's, 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 it's gorgeous. Like you, you, you're just surrounded by mountains the whole time. The big sky thing, it makes sense. You know, it, it, Do they have accents? Why they call it that? It's just the sky is giant. I was hoping to see a UFO while I was there. What? Do they have accents? Like what's the Montana accent? No, not, not, no. Well, the, the, no, they, so they talk like, like me. Well, no, the one woman that was uh, working with was working with uh, um, Rena. She was from Chicago, and she didn't have a Chicago accent. She just kind of didn't have a- accent at all. And the other kid, Alex, I think he he grew up somewhere else as well. I think in Washington. So, but you, some people you run into would have it, but not real. Un, un, overall, not really. Hmm. But really cool place. But I noticed it was like everything's v- very clean, a lot of fresh air, picture perfect, and they're like. We don't want you. Like, shops closed. Don't show up to Montana. Yeah. Also, don't tell anybody it's nice here. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it to yourself. And bo- but I will say I liked Missoula better because it didn't feel as like picture perfect. Even though I liked walking on Main, because Bozeman just has a Main Street. It might as well be the town from like Edward Scissorhands or something. Like it's everything perfect signs. They upkeep all their old signs. Uh, cute little businesses. I was in a place called Big Timber. I think it was Big, yeah, Big Timber. Went to a bar there. I bought a sweatshirt from this bar, and uh, they. Had a he had a store called Quilts and Candy. <laughs> what? I'm like, are those? You? And I walk in. This is old lady. I go, is it your two favorite things? She goes, of course. <laughs> was that all they sold? Quilts and Candy. That was it. Really? Yeah, they had like old, like you know, like like candy store candy, like with like the malt balls and the and sour patch, like you know, the jars, and she gives you like quarter pound. So it sounds like it's just for people with like three years left to live. <laughs> it's it's just a really fancy hospice. That just yeah, <laughs> just like a, just like an old man that needs a blanket over his lap. It sounds like the blog of an old lady, <laughs> <laughs> or a Pinterest board. Quilts and quilts and candy. By Ethel Montgomery. <laughs> That's probably her name. I, I guarantee you. But she was very nice. But I got cookie dough bites from her, and they were stale. So, fuck you, Ethel. Yeah, fuck you, Ethel. Also, fuck you, Montana. <laughs> if anybody out there is listening and they're looking for a change of scenery, move to Montana, <laughs> specifically Bozeman, <laughs> because they need you there. They need a little flavor, and they need to know that their shit does stink. But after saying all that, I want to move there. Like, move like, there. like, like, a hundred percent. It's, it's pretty awesome, dude. I say I, we move there with a bus full of people. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll just, we'll just recruit people. We'll just convince people. Everything in Montana. <laughs> all people for all like Long Island people too. Oh my god! If they had an influx of, if you, if you injected a thousand Long Islanders into Montana, it would be like a virus. <laughs> it would be, it would be like HPV of Montana. <laughs> They should do it, dude. <laughs> it would be, we would, you'd be, you could almost be like, you know, like in, um, you'd be like that doomsday doctor in 12 Monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's start a GoFundMe where we're going to try to pay to, br- to bring out 1,000 1, Long Island. It would cost a lot of money for one year. All you have to do is for one year because the, the amount, <laughs> I want to work out this experiment. If you go, hey, if we could bankroll a thousand Long Islanders to move out there for one year, a portion of them would stay. I'd say about thirty percent would stay, and that's all you need to change the yeah. change the the complete fabric of Montana. I would just love to see the look on the first Montanians Montanians Montanans on the first Montanans face. When he hears, "Get out of your car, jerk off," <laughs> and he's like, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> they would just be the horrified. real insurrection. They'd put a most wanted poster up for that guy just in the town square. They're like, he was very, very intense. It was very salty language. There, there'd be a documentary about us, the jerks who ruined Montana. Oh, uh, the brand new, brand new jerks ruined Montana. Yeah, yeah. Just a just a bunch of super tan dudes with greasy hair walking it, it around. The guy who uh, invented Levittown, it was which is um, what's his name, Robert Moses, I think, did that, right? Yeah. Which the the I think it was Robert Moses. The town it was town in Long Island. He did like three of them. He did one in Pennsylvania. Levitt, they're all they're all called Levittown, and they have no basements. And it was for GIs coming back from World War II. I never saw we, it. Oh yeah, yeah. Levittown is like it was like an ex- a thing back in the forties for affordable houses for GIs coming back. But we would be like that, but with just uh, loud uh, Italians from <laughs> Long Island. I would love to just see the news, you know. 
Currently, now the number one profession in Montana is DJ. <laughs> Rancher moving to number two. Hmm. Uh, Montana has gained 14 new vape shops in two weeks. <laughs> and Montana is still voting Republican. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> well, to be honest, like, just, just like just like big farmland, and then it's like, then it's like vape shop, tanning salon, more farmland. It's like, <laughs> oh my god, we just 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 block the mountains with just <laughs> they're just staking their claim. <laughs> just block the mountains with these gaudy McMansions. <laughs> And like there's a swimming pool, just like you have an above ground swimming pool that just blocks the mountains. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I would move out there in a second, but I wouldn't do that now, just based off the general, because there is. I even had interaction. I was drunk at a bar, and uh, there was a woman next to me, and I go, "Oh, hi, what's your name?" I was trying to be friendly, and she goes, "Whatever her name was," and I go, "Oh, you're from here?" I, I, she goes, "No, I'm from Minneapolis." And I go, "Oh, maybe I, sh- I go, maybe I should move out here," and she goes, "No, we're okay, thanks." I go. We don't need you or something. I go, I go, you're from Minneapolis. <laughs> I was yeah. like, you're not from here. And then she got really upset at me. I would have signed a lease that night. <laughs> I will spite move somewhere. You just go into debt and just, yeah. just buy a house in Montana? I'll be homeless there. I'll just live on the streets. No, but it's a really, it actually is a real, I get why they're nervous. Because honestly, look what's happening to Austin, Texas, you know? Look what Joe Rogan did to Austin, Texas. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Me and you could be the Joe Rogans of Montana. <laughs> we have that more of a following. The podcast has more of a following. We'll, f- we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll figure it well, out. We're going we're gonna to have a thousand fans that we're bringing to Montana. But I'll say this. Like, I am very... I went out there and a couple of the shows. I was like, maybe I can only perform in the, stri- the tri-state area of <laughs> New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. Because I'm like very rough around the edges for there. I think I talked... I slowed down. But on stage, I think I talked too fast for them. Uh, and then I went to Chicago, and I was a little being a little bit rough, and they were like, "Oh, oh like really? Old, yeah." Well, I, you know what? I never thought that. I think you might even speak a little faster than I do. You don't talk that. I talk pretty fast. Somebody told me on like I got a comment on stage that I I speak fast. They couldn't follow what I was saying. I talk very fast. So I'm like, I got to slow it down. But you also had a little adventure this uh, this past week. Which brings us to our Jerk of the Week. Yes. Jerk of the Week is the Pittsburgh Parking Authority. Apparently there's not a statute of limitations on parking tickets, which I think there should be. I don't think you should ever have to fucking pay to park. It wasn't like I was going somewhere to see Tom Petty or uh, some real musician, or I wasn't parking in a garage. I think I was in a lot. It was from six years ago. I'm not even getting to the meet. They booted my car. Yeah, but you can't. You go broke as a city if you forgive parking tickets after a certain amount of time because they'll just not pay them. Murder, they're actively looking for you. Parking tickets, they don't have like a parking ticket. Actually, they do have a parking ticket task force, but it's meter maids. They no, there is a task force, dude. That that tracks it down. That's how they got. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's how these. That's how these cocksuckers, which is what I'm going to call them, got. How long into your trip did they get you? So I got there on like Wednesday, early, early, early morning, Thursday. I park, and the meters in Pittsburgh, you type your license plate into. Type your license plate number, and you put the uh, money in. When I typed my license plate in, it dinged me. I didn't uh, think it was going to ding me. 
and I'm literally in the place shooting video for uh, for a, a work thing, and I go outside an hour. An hour is all that passed. There was a there was the um, boot on my car. I, I didn't was even think they could so track you from that. I guess it's the same thing as them driving around and looking, but still. And that quick. I mean, they're pieces of shit, and it cost me $850. <laughs> That's a lot of money. It's a ton of money. How many tickets was it? I don't know the exact amount of tickets, but I know when it was from, because I used to not pay parking tickets, because <laughs> I would get mad. <laughs> don't, don't, don't charge me to park in my neighborhood. Who do you think you are? So it was more ethical than financial for you. It was both. Yeah. But I mean, but the t- dude, the, here's the, the sad part. The tickets were like between 20 and $30. And you racked up $800 worth of them? Well, it was, no, it was probably like, cost me $300 for the boot. So it was $541 was what the charge. Rack it. And the 541 came from probably like seven of the $20 tickets or $30 tickets plus a bunch of fines because it was five years of it just collecting and collecting oh and collecting. my god and they dude the you're lady so, you're somebody's white whale I know. you're some uh just like newman yeah newman's the white whale so are you i yeah i'm the i'm more like more like a whitey balger type <laughs> well, I, th- I thought about just paying somebody money because i know a couple goons some some in giant, Pittsburgh, some big Pollock to come over and yeah, some big some big Pollock without a future, <laughs> pay him like two hundred bucks and he'd come and you know cut the the lock off and I could just drive away. But then I was like, do I really want to be in Pittsburgh every time I park my car and leave it, looking over my shoulder? He's so paranoid they're gonna come and that would that would go up to a criminal. I guarantee there's a criminal thing that goes. I know, but it would make me a little more of a badass. Like, so you don't think you should be allowed? To, you don't think you should have to pay for parking tickets? You sh- and you your sh- own town. Well, you <laughs> sound like, what are you, Kelsey Grammer in that mm. show? <laughs> that show, he's like a crime boss. You're like, I'm not paying for parking tickets in my town. Well, I'm <laughs> a lot like Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's the, dude, like, you shouldn't have to just, you sh- just shouldn't have to pay to park. Period. Well, Anywhere. Thing. It's bullshit. One thing that I always, I'm yes. sorry I'm paying these fucking cop, these pigs' salary. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, you heard it here first. Ray Zawatney is anti-cop. I see, yeah, I see what when they it did. comes to parking. Did you ever see We Own the City? <laughs> I sure, you're watching now. Well, they're all corrupt. All of them. The whole police force is corrupt, and they're trying to take down just the little guy, the little working class, hardworking sob like me who didn't pay parking tickets for a multiple year stretch. Five years ago, I was a kid, <laughs> Sean. I was just a little boy, just trying to make it in comedy. Now that I'm this famous guy who... I'm sorry, what? We, we have almost 2,000 TikTok followers, Sean. <laughs> I think you know I'm going to start getting a little bit sassy with all uh, my newfound fame. All this TikTok fame is going to go to Ray's head. We, we, it's, it's about growth, not about numbers, right? Because our, our TikTok growth was fantastic. It's, we, we grew 4,000%. Yes. <laughs> Did you figure it out? No. Oh. But I'm confident now that I'm famous. Um... <laughs> The, th- the thing that bothered me the most is I called up the number, right? Mm. Because I was like, dude, I don't have... I mean, obviously, I had the money because I paid it. I got my car out of jail, which the crazy thing about that... So, sorry to jump around here, but it was $850 to get the boot off my car. I only had 72 hours to do it. And uh, if I didn't yeah. do it, they towed it to a place and I would have to pay considerably more, which doesn't make sense. Did like, they say how much it would be? 
No, but it's like if you can't afford that, what makes you think that do you just want to keep my Toyota Corolla? Because I'll break in and steal uh, it. Yeah, that's what they do. They I'll, I'll break in and steal I'll pull it. a heist. <laughs> Gone in 60 seconds. <laughs> mm. My Great. Eleanor. Another great flick, yeah. That's yeah. my Eleanor. That might be the cool that the car Eleanor from that movie. I know it's a little bit corny because it's in that movie, but it, that's an amazing car. That car. It's not corny. That movie's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, so I call. Here's the thing, and and I don't know if this is a jerk store moment because I think it could be, but it was just me. I was I'm at the end of my rope. I already had one of the gigs of the two gigs I had cancel. Fortunately, the booker did pay me a good portion of the money. Which I, th- I think is a good move. Yeah. And then the other gig kind of turned into a little bit of a shit show, but it almost didn't happen. So I'm just thankful it happened. That's where I'm at in my f- shitty little life. And uh, I call the number and the lady goes, I say, hey, is there any way I could pay half? And then in two weeks, pay the other half. I just need to get this boot off my car. My car's how I make money. Uh, can you can you help me out? And she's like, we can't do anything on our end. And she was like, I'm, I'm, you know, you got to pay the well, full amount. Well, because they're thinking the minute you get that car, you're not, you're never coming back. Well, I said they could set it up like to debit out of my account. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why can't they do that? Payment plan? They do it with sweatshirts and sneakers and socks on Instagram. Why can't they do it on, you know? So she did two of the th- biggest things that pissed me off that a human being could possibly do. First, she hits me with the, uh, you could have done a payment plan with each of your tickets before it went to collection. So are you giving me back to the future advice, dude? Yeah. Yeah, I, c- I could hop, hop in a DeLorean, but you'd probably put a fucking boot on that, too. <laughs> That's good. So I can't go back in time. I didn't say that to her. I should have said that to her. But I was just like, okay, yeah, I know. We're, I, was, I was like, ma'am, I was like, we're past that. And then she kept saying on our end. Nothing we could do on our end. So I'm thinking why she, she's saying our end as a hint of like... Hey, is there another end I can appeal to? She said, what? I said, you said you can't do anything on your end. I said, is there another end or entity yeah, other, I can appeal yeah. to? Can I speak to your manager, please? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, yeah, if you have like a friend or family member that could lend you the money. And I said, don't do that. And she was like, did what? Did you say that to her? Yeah, I did. I said, well, don't that do is that. a jerkstore moment. She was like, she was like, what? And I said, I said, I said, don't do that to me. I was like, I was like, obviously that's not a real answer. Yeah, I said, obviously, yeah. I know that's an option. Just tell me no. Don't don't kick me when I'm down, lady. Yeah, yeah, good for you. And she was like, she was like, I'm not. She's like, I'm just saying that's the only option. You didn't pay it before. And then you know, the other. But people- you're right. She left it open ended. She said, on the one end, we can, we we can't help you on our end. But that doesn't make it sound. There's another end. Yeah. There's always when you, if you say on our end, hey, on your, what she mean, what she meant was on your end. Yeah. My brother, you know, she's like, yeah. You borrow a couple bucks off your brother. Yeah. You know, call, call, call your mom, loser. <laughs> um, but I hate when people do this, too. I think this, I think this is the worst quality in a human being, and I will never do this to anybody, is I tell this story to somebody, and they go, ah, got to pay your parking tickets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Hey, I know. I learned the lesson. Right, you're but, hearing my but, lesson, motherfucker. But you kind of didn't because you are saying how you were wrongfully charged for all this. Well, now there's a war. <laughs> I can't. All I'm excited for is the moment where you lose your mind. You you left the boot on. You went and stole. You knocked the boot off. Stole your car. Drove it outside the the uh, the Capitol building with them and just on top of the car going Pittsburgh ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> you just. 
just go full Denzel Washington. Full Denzel and training, training day. day. Yeah. Machine gun. Well, didn't you have a machine gun at the end of it? I do have a lawyer on it right now. No, you do not. Yes, I do. I, I You're going to pay a lawyer. Don't got to pay a lawyer. Oh, it's family. Best friend Tom, he's looking into it. He's a lawyer. lawyer. Is he a lawyer or is he a guy that like finished college? He's... <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a fixer. He's like Ray Donovan. He's the wolf from Pulp Fiction. He's like, what are the, what are the particulars? Yeah. He goes, one guy, white, Ray, $800 parking tickets, <laughs> riding on the pad. Pittsburgh Parking Authority building is about 15 minutes away. I'll be there in four. <laughs> no, well, well, I, so I, I do go to my buddy Tom's house um, the next day. I got my car back. I got it out of prison. And uh, I, I washed it too because I felt bad that I had to leave my car somewhere. Oh, good thing you're taking care of it. Here's the thing: up. I agree with you to an extent, but in certain towns, because if you go to any Sean, city, you're either with me or against me. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this. I'm going with the fact that, and it goes back to where I was when I was in Montana. We're in one of those cities. We're in like uh, Missoula. It's a town of seventy thousand, right? That's nothing, like we said. They still have. But no parking after this. This mm. the, like, the, like the same restrictions you'd see in the middle of Brooklyn, but in Missoula. And it's still kind of not as hard. You can find the spot, I guess. But you're like, this should be way, this should be small town parking. This should be tons of spots, lots, whatever we need. And towns like that. Pittsburgh, a little bit of a different story. It's a big, pretty big city. It's a moderately big city. Million? Million? How many? Uh, like a, maybe under 500,000. Oh, okay, okay. And I, I, you know, I just don't know how you could do that to somebody who appropriately charged them for the parking tickets they accrued over a certain amount of time. Oh, what's up, Narc? <laughs> what's up, dude? I'm not. Hey, I'm not fucking Stringer Bell. I'm just a dude that got yeah, parking not, tickets when he was 26. You're not some mastermind of some yeah. kind of parking uh, g- giant uh, Ponzi scheme of parking or, or giant web of. <laughs> Yeah, parking related crime. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not Frank Costello from The Departed. It's like I type my license plate in there, and it just beeps somewhere, and I go, "Hey, it's the Wadney. We take this cocksucker tonight." And they just shoot over there with a boot. Three hundred dollars for the boot. Yeah, no, that's where it gets a little bit. They should just been like, "Here's the money for your tickets. This is what you owe." How much would it have been? So it would have been five in tickets, but then you had late fees. Five hundred and forty-one total. So then you had, but late that's fees. including the late fees, right? So that's what it accrued the late to. Fees, if you would have paid them on time, how much would it have been? You know, oh, yeah. they tell you probably like two hundred bucks. No, they didn't tell me. I didn't ask any questions. I just, just got mad. fucking took it right up the ass. Because <laughs> that's that's all this country does now. That's all this government does <laughs> yeah. is they fuck the little guy, <laughs> libertarian Ray. Whether it, <laughs> you know, whether. It's about personal freedoms, individual freedoms not to pay your par- parking. Parking, they don't own the land. They don't. Native Americans do. Actually, we stole it off them. I'll, right. I'll gladly give the Apache my $850 that they deserve for me parking <laughs> on their land, but not the fucking Pittsburgh Parking Authority. Why? So the, so the fat cats in Washington can, get, can your- get another steak dinner? <laughs> I'm so oh, over it. Off your eight hundred bucks. Uh, eight hundred fifty dollars. That's tip. Terrible tip. I love you. You're on. I, I love the fact this is starting your political campaign. To- I'm done. With, I'm done with. Oh, 
Oh, well, we need Trump back. No, he sucks. Oh, Biden's great. No, he sucks. We need, we need a guy that cares. <laughs> we need we need Zawadi to drain not not drain the swamp, drain the something, drain drain the drain the parking lot. I I am gonna drain the parking lot. No, but free parking. I'm go, I'm, I'm running platform? on the monopoly platform. <laughs> free parking, <laughs> all over. Do, uh, do not pass go. <laughs> street sweeping in New York City. Done. Donezo. You don't got to move your car for street sweeping. What are they doing anyways? Street sweeping here, because I owe a couple tickets They're here. They're pushing the garbage around so it doesn't look like there's as much garbage. <laughs> you ever see what it does? <laughs> Here's the thing, though. That's how I used to clean my room when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just move one pile off the other side of the room. Here's the thing. If you didn't do what they do, I can only imagine. Can you imagine what the city would be like? Because there's, like, garbage everywhere. So I think there are, what they're doing is, like, kind of, like, it's almost like where you, like, Mix your vegetables up and your <laughs> the rest of your food to make it look like to make you it look like them. you ate everything. Yeah, but like, but I think it does something you were just not seeing, like something on a microscopic level. When when I was a kid and I had to clean my room for something, you know, when your mom would be like, "Hey, well, you got to clean your room first, and you could do this," I would just take every single thing and throw it into my closet. Yeah, same here, dude. I would. Well, did I ever tell you? I don't do that anymore. I should. Though. My dad. On my birthday, scared the shit out of me once because he thought it was like a fun surprise. He goes, I'm playing with my friends on my birthday. I'm like probably like, I don't know, 11, right? I'm like young. And he goes, from down the block, Sean, get in here. And I'm like, it's my dad. And when your dad has your dad has that booming voice, you're like, oh my God, I'm in so much trouble. And he's like, upstairs, what are you doing with this? Upstairs, come on. And he's like yelling. And I go to my room and he's like, your room. And I go, what? And he like looked fine. And he goes, your closet, it's a mess. Like, come on, get in your, clean your closets. And he's like, he's like, got all like, yelling and screaming. And I'm like, oh my God, okay. It's my birthday. I open the closet and my presents in my closet. Oh. <laughs> lacrosse stick with my name on it. That's a good prank. A really good prank for an 11 year old yeah. when you're a 40 year old. You're crying your eyes out. I was like, really like, what the hell? What did I do? You know, I freaked out. But he, then he was like, hey, gotcha. Like, he was fine with it. But um, hey, read the hey, read the room, Big Donnelly. <laughs> Kid's crying his eyes out over here. Yeah, but absolutely, um, I think you should run on that platform. I think it's I got. I really want to raise a Wadney political ticket where you're just like, hey, how about this? I don't know anything else about politics or government in general, but free parking. <laughs> I'm done with <laughs> you. The and I guarantee you get one percent of the vote. I guarantee it. That's all I ran for. Free, free parking. parking. No more charging for no more yeah. parking tickets. And no more charging parking on a state and city-run property. You would. I'm gonna make. I'll say you get two percent of the vote yeah. of like Pittsburgh vote. Hey, I don't know anything about Roe v. Wade. All I know is if you do go to a Planned Parenthood, you're not gonna have to pay to park outside. <laughs> Saves you a couple bucks. Yeah. On the abortion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right now, get an abortion. If you drive there, that'll cost you an extra two dollars and seventy-five cents to park. <laughs> Under Zawadney, we're gonna waive that fee. Don't mention it. That's the Ray Zawadney free parking. Don't mention it. Take away free parking. I kind of like Ray. don't mention it. And they, I want to see. We gotta make a Ray Zawadney political ad with all these people going. I almost had to pay five dollars for parking because of Ray Zawadney. It was free. Thanks, Ray. Shine off the tooth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we didn't do a lot of the sections today, right? We have to leave pretty soon. 
But well, I think um, we got a. I think we got our two main ones. We got a jerk of the week, which is the Pittsburgh Parking Authority, or maybe me from six years ago. That's a really good jerk store moment. I gotta be honest. Yeah, because it's like it. Man, that was full on confrontation. It came out of full. Uh, well, desperation. desperation. Yeah, but but that's how that stuff happens. But sometimes. I didn't say it in like a mean, aggressive way. No, no. I just kind of no. said it. I was like, "Come on, man!" But you're not wrong. It's like you know that's kind of it's kind of a not smarmy answer, but it's like a, a non-productive answer. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, the, and what you thought she meant was like, "Hey, our office can't do it, yeah. but if you take if you." Go to this other office, or you talk to this person in billing. Maybe something can happen. That's what she was leading and, me and, to and believe. Let's be honest. A lot of times in government, that is what happens. Is there is there something like, or I wanted to be like, is there something else I could appeal to? She might as well have just been like, uh, yeah, you could take a deep, hard look at your life. Maybe you've made better decisions <laughs> up to this point. Maybe save your money. Maybe get better at saving your money. Money <laughs> management. Have you ever? Do you keep a checkbook? I know that's kind of a lost art, sir, but. Uh, that's a better way to manage your money because this online stuff it doesn't it doesn't show up as quickly. And next thing you know, you overdrew on your bank account when you thought you had one hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> was that a real story? Was that was that just you riffing? That sounded very anymore. real and yeah, like it happened very recently. Nah, it happens all the time. I used to call. I used to always call to have overdraft fees waived. Yeah. They'll do it once a year. But they'll do it. <laughs> You know another real poor guy thing I would do is uh, have you ever went out drinking on a Thursday night and stayed at the bar till after midnight and you got paid? Do you know what I mean? Like you're getting drunk and you look at your bank account and you're like, yo, if they do run my card, it's going to overdraft. I have to stay here until midnight and my direct deposit goes in. I think I might. I, I did not. I think I might have done that actually that, a long time ago. I yeah. think I did that a long time ago for me too. <laughs> I also have have uh, have gotten fronted gas before. What do you mean? Well, gas stations they don't do this anymore now. I think they've caught on, or I'm not seeing it happen as much. Where you put your card and they only charge you a buck just to make sure that there's credit in there. They charge you a buck, and they don't charge you the full amount of gas till the next day. So I have just got charged the buck when I might have only had. Four bucks in there. Yeah. Fill up my whole tank, basically, And the next day, the money's in there, and they charge it. Or it overdrafts. I guarantee you that's not a thing anymore. With debit cards and I mean, it was a thing, like, a year ago. Really? Yeah, it's not, like, that old of a thing. And I think it might still work, but they they do something a little different nowadays. I have put, like, three gallons of gas into my car. Or, like, two gallons of gas. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, 100%. I I yeah I I'm trying to think of the, the the poor guy things I've done, I've mostly, it's mostly one of those things where you're like you're getting down going down to the wire, that's a lot of it where you're like you're counting the dollars in your head as you're buying stuff that day where you're just going okay I can get like you're shopping for food you're like I can get myself a slice of pizza and that's about it like that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, you're doing that kind of stuff and then you realize. That the bar two nights ago didn't charge for the tip yet. Oh, you're like fuck! I know I hooked them up. How much money do you think you would save if your bar, if you, if you didn't have drinking money put on your your bank account? If if you were excused, I'd save, of, over, I'd save over a hundred dollars a week. Yeah, that's a very sensible answer. Yeah, I think you would be a Rockefeller at that. Point. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude. Well, I'm the same way. It's like, it really, cause I. 
because of COVID and even after it, there was a long stretch I wasn't drinking. I was saving tons of money. I, I may have heard this asked on something before, so uh, apologies if I'm stealing it from another podcast or something. But we yeah, I wouldn't this, worry about it. We were having this conversation at uh, on Father's Day with my brother and my dad and my grandfather about like what stats would you want? Because we were going through 23andMe because I, I had that done. But what stats would you like to see about yourself? And one of them, they were. My brother was asking, "Is how many beers do you think you've had in your lifetime?" Uh, well, I, it's actually interesting because I have, you know, you know, I've had like three beers in the past like two years. But before that, but I'm the type where I drink pints. I drink. I usually go for pints, and I was drinking Guinness for a while. So you drink less. What about shots of whiskey? <sighs> shots of whiskey. In your lifetime. I mean, it's hard to... It's, I mean, lifetime, hard I've been to drinking since I was like... I kind of started later and I didn't drink whiskey for a while. So, I would... It's got to be in the in the thousands range. I, or, you know, uh, 2,000? My dad thinks he's had 50,000 beers. I believe that. I, I Yeah, I think beers... Especially when you... But he's, he drinks like six packs of beers, right? Like Bud he Light or... He doesn't drink anymore. Right, but right. He, like Bud Light and stuff? Or what does he drink? Miller Light, Bud Light... I think Budweiser, those go down way faster. Quaaludes. And also, when like you're like, especially when you like, because all right, during I put it this way: when I was drinking during pandemic, I had a lot of beers. I had a lot of Modellos. I would get six pack Modelo, finishing off at a night. So there was probably two months straight where three, four nights a week I had six Modellos a night, and just easily. So if I was drinking, if I was drinking like beers like that all the time, oh, I I don't know about fifty thousand, but I'd be up there. I mean, in Even college, Guinnesses I've had about. A few thousand. I, it's, it's, I, I'm being conservative because I'm like, I, it's, I don't think it's like 10,000, but it's, it might be approaching it. In college, I averaged 30 to 40 beers a week. Did you? Yeah. I was yeah. crushing beer. What about you? What do you think li- lifetime beers? Million. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> million beers. <laughs> you did the little kid thing. Oh, yeah? 50,000 beers, Dad? Hey. I drank a million beers. Sean, I drank a million beers. <laughs> when I grow up one day, I'm going to drink a million beers. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to be when you grow up? A guy who drank a million beers. <laughs> um, my my nephew is when we were asking him what he was going to do when he was twenty one. He was like, he was like, I'm going to go to the casino and get drunk and play blackjack. I was like, Jesus, you really are a part of my family. <laughs> right. Hey, no twenty three and me needed for that kid. I got a question for you. Bar etiquette. Bar etiquette. A bar etiquette tipping. question. Tipping in a bar. Your opinion. Not tipping. Yes, obviously. But if they, I'll go to, now my drink of choice at a bar is whiskey and a shot of Jameson, right? You've seen it. We've had them together. Double shot of whiskey and a seltzer. And a seltzer, yeah. What did I say? Whiskey and a shot of Jameson? All right, I'm delirious. Seltzer and and double shot of Jameson. Now, I've gone to bars where like old school bar rules, they don't charge you for the club soda. It's not, they're not supposed to, not that they aren't supposed to. But if I go to a place that they charge me for every drink, including the sodas, I give a dollar a drink. I take that as a slight. So, uh, me too. Because I think they know it. And I think that they're, I think they do it when they're annoyed or if they don't know what they're doing. Mine is. The same way that bartenders get annoyed at uh, people waving them down or whatever, reaching behind the bar. Or, you know, obviously, like they have their pet peeves. We should be able to have pet peeves about bartenders. It's a hard job, but it's also like they do get a little bit snarky. And I get it because if you're stone sober behind the bar all night, a lot of them are. I'd be annoyed by hanging out with a bunch of drunks as well. But what can I tell you? 
I've been kind of running on this where I do a dollar for every drink tip, right? Yeah. Dollar for every drink as a tip. And then if they give me a buyback, give them five bucks. Right. Do you think five bucks per buyback? I think it's being fair. Ho- the being hooked up part of your brain that goes, I'm going to overtip because of that. Do you think most times it evens out the check? Or do you think you still get a break? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you think because oh, guys like us, we go to bars and we're like, we see that like Irish Rover, that guy, your buddy, hooks us up like crazy and you're overpaying him. But I'm wondering if, in the grand scheme of what the money we're spending, is if it just evens out to the same thing. I think we're saving the tip. The, the, the I think we get hooked up there. I, I think it's, even if it evens out, it's better off than any other bar. Yes. Because other bars aren't hooking you up, and they're vastly overpriced. Yeah, that place is remarkable for how good Remarkable, it is. and I haven't been there since I walked out on my tab. So I've been really insecure about going yeah, back. Yeah, you there. got really, really upset about that. Or, I was or, mad at myself. Well, yeah, but like, it got taken care of because it did because uh, Ivan's a good friend. But I didn't even remember doing it. That's the problem. I'm kind of surprised it's the first time that's happened. It's probably happened in the past. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> the places I've just never went back to. How many? How about this? For a, it's not really a stat, but it's a question. How many times have you left your card at the bar? Very rarely. That's not my move. I've done it multiple times. Really? And I have to go back and get it. My move is not leaving the tab at the bar. I, there's a bar by Megan's. We get food there all the time, so they know us, and we uh, we'll have drinks there. And I left them. I paid for the dinner, and then I had to run out to go do spots. And then I full on, they have caller ID at the bar. I guess like, my name pops up. So they just answer and go, Yes, we have your card, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's time to uh, time to wrap it on wrap up. Wrap this baby up. This is a good one. Hell I'm so yeah. glad to see your your, your beautiful. Uh, if I were a woman's slutty face, <laughs> <laughs> my slutty girl face. <laughs> uh, and, and just before we wrap it up, I am not slut shaming here. I, I no, think you're it's not. Great that they're sluts. I think I think we need to come I more as a society. I, I, do, I just hate. I'm not saying you're not slut shaming, but I just think there's no such thing. I honestly believe they're just doing what you want to do. There's not everybody's horny, dude. Exactly. And the world is so safer so place when idea, people are having the sex. The idea of calling them sluts. Is very like well, why? Why is there a name for it if it's, they're just having the sex that most dudes want to have? Because slut does insinuate that's woman. What dudes, it absolutely does. Yeah, it, there should be. It shouldn't be across the board. There's also dudes who do a thing. Well, there is a thing where we'll try so hard to sleep with you, and then when you do it, we immediately are like, okay, it's kind of not over, not always yeah. over, but there is that is a true thing that I think women have kind of figured out in the mission past. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Yeah, which is not fair, but. There's hormones involved and chemicals and alcohol and oh, boners, dude. And boners, exactly. So the fact of the matter is, but that's why the word slut shouldn't exist. Because just that chase right there, you're just a slut that's not getting laid. You're an unsuccessful slut. You're un- that's what we should, that's what women should call men. Like loser sluts. Loser sluts. <laughs> <laughs> it's hundred percent true. It's one of those things where it's like that that really is one of those double standards that I'm like, it makes no sense ever. And I know it comes from like, you know. Men are embarrassing. Loser sluts. Loser sluts. I can't tell you how many times I went out to a bar with the intention of just 
throwing this little pecker around. <laughs> your Peter? And my, throwing my Peter Before around. Before you called it your Peter when we were walking down the street. I think that's a funny... I'm bringing that back. I, I don't think anybody should. But the amount of times that I left my house just wanting to throw this Peter around... That's most nights for dudes when you go... It going, is. Yeah. And the amount of time... The percentage that it's been unsuccessful, which I don't... That's a stat I don't want to see. <laughs> but it's a lot So yeah that's I would be a, a That's lo- a manila envelope With no paper in it <laughs> yeah. We can keep that sealed Keep the documents sealed <laughs> it, it, would, it would be like The pedophiles On Epstein's Island The document of my percentage Of when I wanted to get laid And actually got laid That document <laughs> Sealed you need a freedom, Confidential You need a freedom Of, inf- of information request To get yeah. out of that FOIA You have to yeah. contact yeah. the government To get those yeah, the numbers Boston Globe's gonna need a fucking FOIA request <laughs> to, to find out about how unsuccessful yeah, I've been. Mark Ruffalo going, they knew, they knew he wasn't getting laid and they let it happen. <laughs> that's a spotlight reference right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's so funny, dude. But the but it's true. So the idea, that's why I don't like saying slut because it to me, it's like, yeah, I, I yeah, if I had the opportunity, I'd be. Doing just as much. Slut just comes from dudes being jealous that women could get laid uh, much yeah, easier. A hundred percent. And but people still had this thing like, nah, bro. But it's one of those things where I I I think there's been an ownership of it. Because I think that now you'll see social media posts of women like owning their uh, promiscuity and being like, Well, yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna get me down for yeah. wanting to have sex. And they're a hundred percent right. They are because, because more more and more, I think what happens was the, the mentality was women weren't supposed to talk about how much sex they wanted to have. But what people have realized is it's kind of comparable to guys. And it's hot when they talk about it. It's, yeah, absolutely. But it's, but it's one of those things where it's, uh, the numbers are, you know, their numbers for that are way higher than you'd think. Most women. You, you probably don't agree with this, but I think that uh, non-binary people can be sluts too. I know you disagree. <laughs> But I think Wait a minute, are you too. trying to throw me under the bus for something that I have zero opinion about? I've been through so much. <laughs> Is this because of your parking ticket? No, I'm just trying to... Are you just trying to get me canceled on a podcast that has 2,000 TikTok followers? Because you're <laughs> on our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know. you're, just, you're just canceling me from our podcast? This is all because you just spent $800 in Pittsburgh this past week? 850 All right, I, sorry, I keep saying 800 I should account eight hundred and change. Let's do it that way. That's no, that's half of a hundred. <laughs> but the uh, yeah, I just think that yeah, I think if you really were in everybody's brain all the time, don't get me wrong. I think there's some people that are less sexual than others. I think that obviously, but I think most people sex gets in their thoughts. But the older I get, it is less in my thoughts than it was. But then when it when it's in there, it's in there. Like it's for front. And center. I'm thinking about it right now. Of course you are. I, well, you're an anomaly. To, 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 to wrap this thing up in a bow before we awkwardly shake hands and get out of here, I just want to reiterate that um, boners are cool. Parking should be free. Don't mention it. And uh, Don't mention it. Thanks, Ray. And fuck Montana, dude. No, I, don't, I, can't, I, can't, uh, I can't co-sign fuck well, Montana because I did fun. love it. That's I'm fine. just saying that there's a little bit of it was in Bozeman, a little bit bougie, bougie Bozeman. That's fine. But but they were still very nice and it's beautiful and I really would 
I would probably move there if I like went off the grid tomorrow. Okay, so you're against saying fuck Montana. That's fine. But you are for the GoFundMe that we're starting to send a bunch of Long Island insurgents. <laughs> 100% I am. Just mm-hmm. to watch the invasion of these <laughs> these guineas just oh. taking over Montana. It's fucking hot out here. <laughs> Dude, it smells like horse shit. Bro, so, spray they, some more of that Aqua de Gio, Tony. <laughs> they get out of the car and go, so what? It's a mountain. So what? Oh, I, we have mountains by us. Hey. Well, I, I, I want to go. I go upstate. I want to see mountains. I go upstate. Go upstate. I don't got to drive halfway across the fucking country <laughs> to see a mountain. But they, they barely got grass here. What is that, dirt? And when you're trying to like, Jesus, I'm freezing my tits off out here. <laughs> hey, dude, where the fuck's Kevin Costner? <laughs> I thought he's supposed to be running around, running the block here. <laughs> oh, that Yellowstone <laughs> show's bullshit, cuz. <laughs> I would stick them on the Yellowstone set. And they see Costner, they're just like, hey, dad, you want to play catch? Ah, Costner! <laughs> hey, Waterworld fucking sucked. I want my money back. I've been hunting you down since the mid-90s. <laughs> uh, guys, we also want to tell you guys, we can't thank you enough for listening to the podcast. And make sure you check out the YouTube. All you got to do is search Brand New Jerks on YouTube. Been putting tons of clips up there. The TikTok is doing fantastic. There's a lot of engagement. Uh, follow us on TikTok, it is. At Brand New Jerks Pod. Also, what just came out on Monday, uh, the first ever First Worst Street. Uh, and that is our uh, Sorry, little uh, side project. YouTube exclusive uh, um, web series. And First Worst Street, what does it mean? Tell them, Ray. Uh, your first joke, your worst joke, and one of your favorite street jokes. So we just talked jokes for about 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, the first one was just uh, me and Sean. second one's going to be the reverse, Sean interviewing me. And then we're going to start getting some of our uh, comedian friends in the rotation. 100%. And uh, and, and if you, you have any uh, jerk store moments, you have any jerk dash offs, uh, you have any... Um uh, a jerk of the weeks that you'd like to send us that you feel strongly about or any any stories that you just have that kind of fit into the podcast guys or just to tell us how really really funny the show is thank you <laughs> yes uh, please email us at brandnewjerks at gmail.com that's gonna be it folks thank you so much and we'll see you next week right right now it's yeah. time for awkward handshake if anybody works for the Pittsburgh Parking Authority and wants to give me my money back you know where to find me <laughs>